What's going on, y'all? Today, we shine a spotlight on Delia Nalukwagu from Uganda, and she talks about her time studying here in China, her love for singing, and how you can find yourself when abroad. It starts now. I'm good. Thanks, Mr. Bezu. How are you? I'm pretty good. Enjoying this very sunny Beijing weather right now. I know it. It's beautiful outside. I know it's amazing. I love it. I would. I always say I would rather be hot than cold. So this is yeah perfect Same for me. Same here. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. So um, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, where are you from originally, and what brought you to China? I'm from Uganda,、uh, from a city called Kampala, which is the capital of Uganda. Okay. And I came to China for the first time in 2009 to pursue a medical degree. Oh wow! So I came for my bachelor's in 2009. Yeah, did one year of、uh, under scholarship, did one year of language in Shandong University, then went off to Xi'an to do five years of my MBBS, which is a bachelor's in medicine and a bachelor's in surgery. Which is a conventional clinical medical degree,、mm-hmm. and then I graduated from that, and then I took a year off to、uh, work at a hospital and get some,、uh, you know, experience, and then I came back here in Beijing to start off my master's degree in clinical acupuncture and Tuina. So altogether, it's been seven years, been a beautiful seven-year journey so far, and yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to see where it leads me. Wow, that's amazing.、Um, what made you decide to come to China to study?、Um, growing up,、um, I've always we've always had a Chinese family doctor, and you know, as a little kid, being very curious and fascinated by the fact that I have a foreign family doctor who who happens to be Chinese, I always kind of looked up to him and always asked him questions. And for me, I always related medicine, which is what I always wanted to do. I always related medicine to China because、oh, wow. of him. He, yeah, he kind of became a mentor to me, and it was just always the path. I was just waiting and counting years to graduate from high school and come over here and study medicine. Oh, okay, very interesting. Okay, well, the, now that you've been here for for seven years, you said,、um, how is your what's your impressions of China been? Um, I love China, but like anybody who has been here long enough would agree, you know, you kind of have your ups and downs, but、mm. they're mostly good. I love the exposure that it has brought me. I love the connections, the global connections that I've been able to make in my time here. I love the way the being here and being exposed to people from all sorts of different countries and cultures has molded me and kind of helped me evolve. To being the kind of person I am today, which is nowhere near to the kind of person I I, I aspire to be, but I know for a fact that it's、um, I would have never been that kind of person if I had stayed back in Kampala.、Mm. Um, so I do appreciate that about China. Also, no being able to speak another language is always a plus, especially a language like China. 
Okay. I mean, Chinese. Okay. <laughs> A language like Chinese, it's really very useful to have in this day and age, I think. Okay, okay. Um, was this your first trip abroad? No, it wasn't. Uh, we grew up, I grew up traveling around with my family. Okay, uh, where else have you been? I've been to most not most countries in Africa, but a greater part, great, uh, many countries in Africa, South Africa, Rwanda, Kenya, Tanzania, Egypt, uh, Congo, um, Angola, and I've been to the UK. I haven't been to the United States, the UK, Spain, and the Asian country I visited only after I came to China. Oh, okay. Okay. So this was your first foray into... Asia and the and the Asian continent. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yes. Well, you said that you've had like a pretty positive experience here, but uh, what are some things um, culturally that stand out here in China that you know really helps you realize like, wow, you know, I'm in China because they're so different than how things are done back home. Hmm. I think the way um, the way Chinese people think I'm an open person that's because I was raised around that in Uganda we're very direct and um, we do have a respect for elders and superiors but we tend to be very direct when we are dealing in business and school and we always we've always been encouraged to have open communication with our parents and our teachers and I find that here in China it's very different because they have the concept of the face so <laughs> it's really difficult to Okay, for those yes, for those who don't the know face. who don't for those who don't know, uh what is the face and just how important is that? In my own terms, I don't know if this is the actual definition of the concept of the face or the face, but from what I understand, it's just a culture it's a way of dealing with people, kind of um <laughs> how do I describe it? Help me out here, Mr. Bezo. I know you know about it. Well, um, in my uh, experience, the um, the whole face phenomenon uh, for me, it's it's been very. Uh, sometimes it can be pretty frustrating. Yes, most times sometimes actually. Sometimes it can be a bit frustrating, <laughs> to to say the least. Mm -hmm. But I also think that everybody has it on some level. Like I mean, like every culture and every society, because it basically kind of boils down to you don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Um, to a certain, maybe, but to I a just find extent, that they just take it to the twelve thousandth degree. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's how. Yeah, I've so that's seen. my. Yeah, that's that's kind of all. In the seven years I've been here, that's kind of something that till this day I'm still trying to work my way around. Uh, because being open is just something that's so part and personal, in, you know, of my personality. So if I need to ask a question, I tend to go ahead and ask it. And then, you know, you just being in a class full of Chinese, they just go like, oh, how dare she, you know, <laughs> and, really? Um, because you like you question the professor or. It's just any question at all, Yes, maybe, really, maybe that even any question at all, sometimes because the Chinese students tend to wait until they tend not to have any questions for the professor because the professor is the professor, the old knower. Mm. So he comes in, you know, does the lecture and 
nobody dares to ask anything because his their part is just to receive the information and there's nothing else to be discussed. Okay. So being a foreigner, of course, I always have a bunch of questions and everybody just always seems to be very surprised about that. Hmm. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, when you say you're working on it, does it like, are you working on it as trying to find a better way to ask the questions or working on it is like, well, I'm just not going to ask. No, working on it in other aspects of my life here, for example, mm. in the classroom, it is different, but the concept of the face also comes into play with when you're dealing with Chinese people on a business level. Um, if you're meeting a Chinese person who's maybe uh, at a more superior authority level. Um, so if you're trying to do, trying to deal with Chinese people on a business level, there, there's a certain way you have to act or certain things you got to do, or you kind of, <laughs> that in order for, for the deal to go through or so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I'm finding myself having to hold back a lot or kind of air quotes, kiss ass or kind of, you know, play the whole game. Like, Oh, let's go out drinking. Oh no, you sit. Oh no, you sit. Oh no, I'm going to pay. Oh, I'm going to pay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exhausting, <laughs> but it's something that is part of this culture, and I'm here, and it's. Uh, I find that you know life be a lot smoother if you just kind of adjust to their ways. Hey, y'all! Hope you're enjoying this episode of the No Name Podcast. If you're interested in more or content like this, then be sure to head to the Sahelian Outpost. The Outpost is a place where you can get an inside look into Asia's Black community. Black content creators from the Americas, the Caribbean, and Africa talk about life and what to expect in the Far East. So check it out at www.sahelianoutpost.com. That's sahelianoutpost.com. Peace. You are also a very talented singer. Well, thank you, yes. Mr. Bizu. Yes, yes, a very talented singer. And uh, you're actually out singing, uh, like doing singing gigs and everything. So um, what got you into what got you into singing and performing? Gosh, I've always I've been singing for as long as I can remember since I was little, always trying um, you know, emphasis on trying <laughs> into these different talent shows at school. I say trying because the kind of family I come from, they don't really celebrate the arts. And I had to expressing my art, my music, because I was always supposed to focus on school. So my parents never really let me to let me express that part of me. So once I came to China, and got the freedom and mold my life the way I wanted it to be, then I, different things just kept coming my way. Uh, I, I originally started singing at school shows and events and uh, reaching out to some of my friends that are musicians and just kind of jamming out together at different venues for free. And, you know, as we rest, just different, different opportunities and different people kept reaching out to us and asking us to play at their venues, their events and just kind of blew up and I'm grateful for that. It's amazing. I love it. Okay. So, um, what's the, 
What's the feeling that you have, you know, when you're on this stage, you know, performing for people from, you know, all all walks of life, all different kinds of cultures and everything? Like, do you have, um, do you feel like you have to work to connect to those people because they might, since they're coming from, you know, different parts of the world, um, there are certain um, cultural uh, references that they might not understand? I think with music, it's different from any other form of art and, and expression. Music is something you just feel. It's, it, it, um, it has, okay, it does have a language in a sense that you're, you have to sing certain lyrics in a certain language. But if you're just up there and expressing yourself, uh, basically being absorbed into the song or whatever piece you're performing, the people or your audience just have no choice but to kind of get in there. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm if, if I'm describing it right, um, but no, I I don't always feel like I have to you know do anything to make sure that they relate to me. Like here in China, very often I perform for non-English speaking audiences that do sing like English songs and English covers, and they still love them anyway. Songs that I've never heard of. But because we're up there and we're, they can tell, they can tell in the performance that we love what we do and we're happy to be there. And it's, it's uh, in a way kind of contagious to the audience as well. So, and the feeling that I get to answer your question, I, um, a famous psychologist called Abraham Maslow. Um, there's a very famous quote of his that goes, a musician must make music, an artist must paint, poet must write if he is to be ultimately at peace with himself. What a man can be, he must be. So I've always kind of gone by that mantra. I'm a, I'm a medical graduate and I'm in the medical world and I'm working towards that. It's something that I can't uh, separate from my life because it's part of who I am. <laughs> to okay. answer your question. Okay. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. That's cool. Um, you were also saying earlier about how, you know, when you came to China, you were able to, um, you felt like you, you finally had the freedom to really explore this side of you. Um, do you think that by being abroad that, um, a lot of other, uh, expats and, um, and people from other places are able to feel more free because they're, outside of their country of origin or just, you know, away from their home communities? Because I've noticed, and I ask that because, you know, I've, I've yeah. talked to a lot of people and they, you know, mm -hmm. they always, you know, like when they try things here, they, you know, they kind of say, yeah, I would never be able to do this back home or, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I think to an extent it's true. I mean, whenever you go to a foreign land or an unknown land, uh, you you kind of get the sense of like a fresh start, new beginning, new chance to do whatever. And mm. being in a place like China, which is uh, very different it's in the Far East from the West or Africa or Europe or wherever, we kind of have the foreign factor, the appeal of being a foreigner. So we kind of tend to get away with a lot. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's directed more to, you know, positive or negative. So that's more directed to the people that get here and think that they can do whatever they want, which is most times, um, uh, most often negative stuff, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Then there's also the positive stuff, like being able to express yourself because you're from a country whose culture doesn't really celebrate uh, the performing arts. And then you get here and then you could finally find your tribe and just find yourself and grow into who you are. And I think um, I appreciate that we get a chance to do that here. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, you've been here seven years. I've been here all together about eight years. So I've definitely seen the, mm-hmm. uh, the expat community change and grow, you know, from what it, from yeah. what it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. So in your opinion, you know, because as you were saying, you know, a lot of um, foreign, foreigners come here and because they're foreign, they're able to try new things and get away with it. But um, do you think that environment will uh, continue or do you think we'll, at one point we'll hit like a like a, a an oversaturation of I don't know how to say it, it's like an oversaturation of foreigners. And, and then after a while, people are going to be like, all right, yeah, we've seen this before. I think we, it's already beginning. I think we have already started to see it changing kind of. uh especially in big cities like Beijing. You know, when you go to the smaller cities, uh, a lot of the Chinese people are still intrigued by seeing a a foreign face and they get super excited, you know. But when you Mm -hmm. come here to Beijing, you know, they're like, nah, we've seen it, we've seen that, nah, nothing new. Um, Also, I I think I'm not not very well-versed with the different laws pertaining to, like, uh, working here, but I know for a fact that certain laws in changed and kind of become a little more strict than they used to be because the saturation is ha- is starting to happen. So I don't think it's going to be the same forever, but I know, but I think it will just, um, there'll always be that element. Like in any foreign land, you know, even back home when uh, foreigners come to our country, they kind of, they kind of get away with doing a lot than than the people who live there do. So there'll always be that element in any country, but I think China is a little more strict, and I don't think that will continue. Are you looking for high-quality extensions that pop, shimmer, and shine in the sun? Then head on over to Hair Bioconic. Hair Bioconi provides you with all of your hair extension and accessory needs at wholesale prices. Their products are tested for quality and available to ship throughout China and the U.S. So check her out on WeChat, Facebook, and Instagram at Hair Bioconi and get your wig right. What does the future hold for for you? Like, do you... Um, are you going to be singing until uh, you graduate and then, you know, go off and get, you know, quote unquote, a real job? Or is this something that you would um, you would really be interested in pursuing? I think it's something that I would be interested in pursuing as now my parents finally came to terms with the fact that it's not going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually love it. You know, they actually support me now. I think it was two years ago I participated in like this company. It's like African Idols, and my parents were there at all the shows, and you know they were paying to you know kind of bribing people to vote for me. (laughs) But I really appreciated the support. So um, my uh, my plan is I do obviously I do intend to follow my path 
in the medicine world and pursue in that because that's what I studied for and it's worth everything to me. Uh, but I'll always continue to do music on the side and, um, you know, whatever comes from it comes from it. I don't have any major expectations of it, but it's something that, that I'll, I'm going to continue pursuing and continue doing. All right. So, um, so what other projects do you have going on? Because, you know, you're in medical school, you're, you're singing. Um, that sounds pretty, sounds like a lot. It's not, it's really not, not that much because, uh, apart from school, the other things that I do are just really passions of mine. So it's just like breathing. It's not really that much work. Another passion I have actually is, uh, planning and styling events. And okay. I recently start started my own event planning and styling agency. It's called Event Couture. Oh wow! And uh, we basically specialize, yeah, we basically specialize in creating innovative and sophisticated, cutting edge events. Um, so my first event I'm gonna plan ever is coming up on May 13th. It's called Date Smart, which I'm working and collaborating on with my dear dear friend Naomi who's the founder of Me Shine. Okay. And I'm really excited to see everybody there. Uh, it's May 13th, okay. Saturday. It's a, it's a relationship and date code workshop of amazing qualified relationship coaches that are going to be there. Okay. 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 Um, is yeah. there anything, uh, is there anywhere we can see you uh, perform? Uh, currently we have just a few on Yoku, which is just promo videos, but we do plan on starting our own YouTube channel very soon under the Rebel Five, which is the band that I perform with. Uh, we've performed in di different places like Mordenista, DDC, Parla, and um, the band that I sing jazz with, I've been a guest singer with the Beijing Alley Cats that perform at the Bricks, and uh, I will be back there soon. So watch this space. Um, I will advertise and, you know, let you know so you can, you can tell everybody okay. to come down to the bricks when I start again there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty exciting. It sounds very exciting. Well, um, well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and talking to us and uh, giving us your perspective on, on life here in China. And uh, we have, I have one more question. And um if you could give one piece of advice to that uh, to that young student um, who just got off the plane and set foot uh, here in Beijing, uh, what would that piece of advice be? Hmm. Um, I would tell her to just uh, <laughs> um, take every opportunity that she gets see the world, go out there, try different things, don't be afraid, and just live your life. You know, you only live your 20s once. But that same advice I'm giving, I already did all of that. <laughs> so um, I have no regrets. But to all the other people out there that might be listening uh, who are just coming into China for the first time or just some people who haven't really, you know, gotten out of their comfort zone to get to do anything that they love, you know, just go for it. You only have one chance. You're here in China. If it's not going to happen here, where is it going to happen? Because China is quite a very all-accepted place. So, yeah, that's the advice I'd have. 
Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, where can people go if they want to reach out to you? Maybe for collaborations or features or performances or anything like that. Mm, I could add a link to WeChat or you could just add my WeChat at Delia256, D-E-L-I-A-H-256. All right. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.